Talk Radio. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. Q Talk Radio is a program of the San Gabriel Valley LGBTQ Center. For more information on Q Talk Radio, please visit qtalkradio.com or the San Gabriel Valley LGBTQ Center.org. On today's episode, we are joined by Carla Legasti and Sin. Gonzalez, and we're going to be talking about the fifth year installment of Cine y Arte. Let me welcome Carla Legasti and Sin Gonzalez to the show. Hi, Carla. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Hi, everyone. Welcome, Carla, back to the show. And Sin, welcome to the, you know, your first time here. Um, we're at our new space in Alhambra, and I'm really excited to have you both here. We've had Cine Yarte on the show before, but it's been a few years. And as we were talking earlier, I learned that it's the fifth year. My goodness, how time flies. So, Carla, let's you know, share with our audience a little bit about who you are. I know you're one of the founders of Cine Yarte. Can you let our listeners know uh, a little bit about uh, what inspired you to create Cine Yarte and then speak about what is Cine Yarte? So um, the concept of having a Latinx uh, LGBTQIEA film festival, art and film festival, was a uh, came from Jonathan Benavides, one of our community filmmakers, um, who wanted to. He's, he was a huge advocate and wanted to really make um, create a space where folks can share their work. And um, he hit me up and was like, "Hey, let's do this." So we talked to the LGBT center and we created you know our first year it was a four-day festival now it's a three-day festival because our crew has definitely uh, become a lot smaller um but now we have sin in our as part of our entertainment um programming now i do the film programming and that is all i do thank god and then we have our luisa crespo who does some of the marketing some of the fundraising and then we have john uh, Imparato, who does uh, oversees the whole festival, and he oversees the staff at the LGBT Center. And then we also have a new person who does art exhibit. His name is Ruben Esparza. So what it is is three days of music, art, film, and uh, performances. And community, we have vendors, we have food, um, there's music, uh, and I, there's also films that come from, like, international and national um, and, but we try to also, for the past few years, I've been trying my hardest to just incorporate LA-based filmmakers as much as possible, just because a lot of times it's so nice to have, like, your film shown in the city that you live in, and you can have your family and friends, so it's pretty cool. And as a queer person, do you feel that you're, you're responding to a need, or what, what was the call of action for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of times um, in our communities, um, I want to say that I that when I program the films, I, I do my best to incorporate films that are in all production level spectrum. So I feel like I showcase films who have like a nice good production value and they have funding and the film looks fabulous. Um, but I also try to incorporate films that have a message, not just looking at what the film looks like in terms of its production value, but the value of itself in the story. And I feel like uh, a lot of film, 
filmmakers um, in our community sometimes don't have the resources to go out there and make these high budget films. And so it's, I felt like it was a responsibility for us as a community to really create a space for everyone at whatever level of filmmaking they have or, 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 you know, performance as well. I mean, speaking for film in itself, there was a need, there is still a need. And even aside, uh, you know, Seattle's just once a year, uh, this year, I think we did three different events. We had on Dr. Tales, uh, their premiere, uh, we did a free community event with them, a collaboration. Um, and we're going to try to continue to do that over the years, but there's definitely is a need, not just because our community tends to be a little bit, a little bit homophobic or unaware of our stories. Um, and I feel like this festival is trying its hardest to incorporate also all ages. We have a family day now. So we incorporate families. We invite the families of uh, youth and elders. And um, I think they don't pay. I think there's like a pro bono type of situation with them. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a need that our community has. And Sin, how did you become involved with the project? Because you've been involved for a very long time, right? Yeah, um, I believe the first year I was asked to be one of the performers uh, for the event. So that was the first time that I came um, and I performed and I loved it and I thought it was just amazing. Uh, the simple fact that you can combine films and art and performers is something that, you know, just to piggyback on what Carter was saying, that it's much needed in our community. So after that, the second year was brought on board to be part of the team. Um, you know, so so that's where I've been at since the second year. Now just handling more of the entertainment and also working with our community vendors and looking for that just those talents that are out there that are much needed, again, uh, to be showcased. Yeah. And just really quick to give credit to Sin, one of the things that I noticed that Sin's been working on and being very consistent on in the entertainment spectrum is, like, we all want to, like, showcase our friends, like, every year. But at the same time, <laughs> like, she's done such a good job in, like, bringing new talent every year. So every year, I mean, we have to, like, fight for for the constant change every year. Because sometimes people really fall in love with someone. They're like, oh, we want them again. And, of course, we want them again, too. But just to give other people an opportunity, and I think that Sin does a really good job with, like, creating that kind of, like, you know, change every year, mixing it up a little bit. So So there's a sense of awareness that I feel that I gain through films that I've seen come through you, um, through Cineyarte and also performers. So this sort of reminds me of what you're talking about. I know in Documented Tales was something I learned through you, um, and it's a great web series, and we were talking about this earlier, but, you know, kudos to making an effort to bring in new faces, new blood, new stories, and new talent, because, like you said, it is easy to... Uh, maybe do the favor or bring the friend or the amiga, la comadre, el compadre. But, you know, what a service you're providing in, in the long run by really letting other people know that there is a spectrum and a, an array of talents. And I think that's what I value about this festival because it's three days and each day, does, it, does each day have a focus, um, a specific focus? Because I feel like, okay. Well, um, 
let's see. So there's three days, um, and each day is packed with just like amazing stuff. So for example, Friday night is the opening, um, I guess opening event, opening night, which it has a combination of the art exhibit, and usually it showcases about 12 to 15 artists, something around there, and they're all, you know, queer and and, and different um, communities. Um, I mean, they all have a different talent. So it could be like photo, paint, uh, sculptures. I mean, it's very abstract to, I mean, you name it. So that's the um, exhibit in itself. And then there's also the component of the live entertainment. Um, and that's also one thing, like Carla was mentioning, it's, it, it is somewhat of a um, challenge to be able to connect and make sure that each day is going to have some sort of magic. Mm. So my job, one of those things is like I love to follow what's already. So Carla does the programming for the films, and one of those things that we've noticed that has worked over the years is connecting uh, the artists, the live performers, to what's being shown in the films. Uh, so if there is a trans film or, um, you know, a um, South American film or whatnot, I try to make sure that I find some sort of talent that can reflect, that can pair um, that film or that program for that day. So the beauty, the beauty of the Friday night opening is that the art exhibit showcases so many different diverse group of individuals. So I try to focus in, well, let's have that spoken word component. Let's have a, a musician. Let's have some dance, you know, just mix it up. And the same thing with Saturday, just try to have um, an impersonator, you know, one of those folks that we love so much last year was Selena. So I brought on board a Selena live impersonator, and she was just amazing. Um, and then also combine it with, you know, Sunday have more of uh, son jarocho or cumbias and so forth. So, yeah, it's definitely each day focuses on something different. You know, like Carla mentioned, Sunday we do have a family day. Saturday it's one of those. Um, it's mostly films and entertainment. Yeah. But but the art exhibit is, I think it stays open for about a month. So right. every day, so even though we celebrate the artists on Friday night and we have like amazing performance like I think last year we had uh we had this guy named Wink he's a dancer oh my god it was phenomenal and then we had Yosimar some you know some spoken
Just listening to Sahora Me by La Voz de Oro. You are listening to Q Talk Radio. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia, and we're joined today by Carla Lagasti and Sin Gonzalez from Cine y Arte. Um, so we were talking about the three-day excursion, not excursion, but three-day festival. We were talking about the programming. Uh, it sounds like, you know, you're bringing new people in and and gets me to think, how do you do your research? How do you decide who to bring in? Are you stalking people on Instagram? <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is, that, is that the formula? <laughs> Sometimes it's called being resourceful, not necessarily <laughs> stalking. Um, I mean, come on. Nowadays, it's like social media is out there. Um, the content, people put their stuff up, whether it's SoundCloud or Facebook or Instagram and whatnot. So, um, a lot of times when we're doing these submissions, people are tagging their friends and whatnot because we're encouraging them to tag a friend, tag a tia, tag a queer. Um, you know, that's basically what it is because we're showcasing tag. Tag a queer, I like that. Tag a queer, you know. So hashtag tag, tag a queer. So it's it's one of those things that it's um, it's beautiful when people are tagging each other because we can easily just tap on their profile 
and then all their information comes up. Then that takes us to the website or if they have a SoundCloud, whatever it is. You know, so it, it, in part, um, I would say that. And then also for me, what I do is I go to shows. So if I see that there's an art event, um, if there's a music show or a benefit that has a diverse lineup of um, artists, I try to go uh, to them and check out their talents and whatnot. And I, I, don't, I don't know, Carla, there's a different combination on that, right? I was going to say, um, Sin has the fun job. She gets to be out <laughs> in the world, listening to live music, checking yeah. out artists, scouting. Like, she really does. Yeah. Like, like she's, I, I really give her props because she's not just only scouting, but she's actually supporting people's events. Like, I'm horrible. I'm like the, the Jota that hasn't <laughs> supported my community physically, in, yeah. the, in the physical, in years. But because I actually, for the past few years, am part of a lot of panels and boards, I get to read, like, a lot of applications for a lot of artists. I get to see a lot of film submissions. I do other, I do other like, screening. Uh, I also program for other festivals. I'm a judge for other festivals. I do, like, I'm all over the place. So, but my job, I'm never out in the world. So, like, I don't physically, folks don't physically see me, see my support in the physical, mm-hmm. but it, trust me, I'm out there looking at your work and I'm <laughs> applauding and I'm fighting in those rooms for all of you. It's just, it's, you know, I can't really be like, Hey, like I can't really talk about exactly what I'm doing, but, but I get to see a lot of work and then I research the, the filmmaker and then I see what they've done and what they're doing and where they've been. And, and, and I do, a, I have to do a lot of reading and I do have to do a lot of research. And I also have a lot of access to a lot of people so I, I ask for favors, like, hey, do you know this person? Can you, can you connect me to this person? Uh, uh, Lucy at Alphys, the, she's the director of programming there, has also, like, been able to help me and introduce me to a lot of other folks that I might, you know, need introductions to. And then we have, like, filmmakers that have been in the, in the queer Latino circuit for many, many, many years who also, like, I reach out to and they connect me. And so it's kind of cool. And also I think it really helps the fact that, I, for the past four years, I've been working on production to a lot of films. So then I have access to those filmmakers one-on-one as well. So I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling my husband, I said, you know, um, I have this guilt. I said, I didn't go to the Women's March. I went last year and I was working on production, like you said. And he said something I hadn't heard somebody say, but since then I've heard someone else say, and he says, well, you know, um, social justice isn't uh, a race. It's a marathon. So you spent all these years, and now you have to pass that on to somebody else, and you do the work differently. And it allowed me to kind of take a moment and enjoy that time I had of rest before getting busy because we're, you know, we're in the middle of breakfast. And I said, Something doesn't feel right. I need to be out there, you know. So I totally hear, I, I hear what you're saying, and I and I bring that up because, I, as you're saying, I, I see it too. You know, we're 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 passing on the baton, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're you remove yourself from the work. You're still doing the work, but now it's from a different place. Um, and I, you know, reading, producing, all of that is is work, and and. So what what are some of the things that you look for? What are what are the uh, prerequisites that you're eyeing out for when you're looking at submissions? Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I think of Latino LGBTQIA, <laughs> um, I think about even just the word Latino in itself. Like, there's so much diversity within all of our identities. And what I look for is trying to find those unique voices that we don't get to see on a film, like, you know, that we rarely get to see. And the work is being done. The work is being produced. It might not be the, they might not have the funding or they might have the funding that, that we expect or that some entities or some festivals might want to or not want to. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking we're looking for the diversity within our, our unique, you know, spectrum, right? And that's what I look for. I look about, I'm like, where are my Afro-Latinos? Where are my indigenous queers, uh, my chicas? Uh, where are, like, my, my Pacific Islander biracial, like, communities? Um, you know, we have a very, uh, it's, like, I think one of the, some of the communities that we, tend to not get a lot of work from is the Salvador, Guatemala. Those two countries, we I hardly ever get LGBTQIA work from. And so one of the things that me and Sin have been starting to talk about is like, how do we create spaces for these communities to create work? So I have a few meetings in the next two months with certain um, Latino entities where I'm going to start pushing that agenda and being like, hey, you know, the stories are out there. How can we facilitate some of these storytellers in creating those films? Um, because that needs to be out there. So um, as, as, as I'm programming and as I'm doing my own art as an artist, I'm still trying to figure out who to talk to and who to, to introduce to each other so that those stories will eventually be out there, you know, and so, I mean, I think that for me, that's, that's how I do it. I, I just want as much inclusion within that spectrum, even trans uh, community. I know that for many years, we had very little Latino trans stories. And now we have, we, we've, you know, I, I, we've gotten a lot of submissions. We might even, we're considering even just doing a, a trans shorts program to support, you know, and to showcase those skills and talents from those communities as well. And they're all different. You know, it's not the same trans story. And and I think that what, what's been missing from that that community is that we didn't see the the diversity within the Latino. So we have like a Dominican, we have an Islander, we have a Chicano, we have a trans man, we have you know, there's just they're so different. And so that's what I look for. I look at diversity within our communities and our spectrum. It sounds like a hard role to have to fulfill because there is a need. Um, the narratives are empty. The, the, the space for narratives are filled by other groups, other people, other stories. Um, and there's so many Latino, Latinx, queer, brown stories, brown, black stories to talk about. And you're talking about Afro-Latinos, Asian Latinos, Latinas, and that includes different religions, that includes different languages. Not not everyone speaks Spanish, you know, there's indigenous languages and, you know, um, a mixture of religions. So, you know, it sounds like you're really doing a, a, a job 
of having to also know all these angles and be open to hearing about what, where is the gap and how do you create space for for that missing element. Um, Sin, is that similar in bringing in the artist? Yeah, um, it's one of those, um, I believe I mentioned earlier that it can be a challenge. And that's one of the things that, um, you know, try to look for talent that can mirror what's being showcased on the big screen. Um, So it can be a challenge because, if there is a talent, because there is a talent, but it's the hunting starts with where are the Afro-Latino performers? Where, and if they are, are they local? Are they, you know, uh, on the east side? So it, it, it can be a little bit challenging um, to find these voices because there's so many, there's so many performers out there. And a lot of the times it, it, it's, it's, um, what is the word that I'm looking for, aside from being a challenge? But what I look for with Carla is looking for the stories, looking for that talent that has a story that doesn't sound like everyone else's, mm-hmm. that in their own element, they can share their own story, but it's somewhat different. You know, not all trans stories are the same, not all trans stories in the, the same way. Um, so it's like not every Latino story is the same just because we all come from, let's say, you know, Mexico or Central America or South America or the Caribbean, doesn't mean that we have the same story. It could be somewhat similar, but it's all different. So how do we find these musicians? How do we find these artists that can share their story and combine them with the film uh, program? So it, it is a little challenging um, because some a lot of the times what I've noticed is some of these Caribbean or South American uh, performers, they're not here locally. And I think that's one of the things that we have been trying to showcase from since the first year is we want to give this space to our surrounding cities, to LA and surrounding cities, uh, because even though we're part of this ginormous city where it's all about entertainment and talent and whatnot, we still don't have that space. We're not all well represented. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just because we're all so different and we all come from a different background and even in our own queer spaces, we're all different. So I think it's one of those things, how do I showcase someone that is non-binary but is also Latino? But then there's always uh, there's also somebody that's queer but also lesbian. There's also, you know, the butch, femme, the whole. So it's how do I encompass all these identities when it comes to talent. And I think that's the same thing that maybe Carla can, um, she comes across, you know, like how do we put all these stories together? How do we showcase them? And I think like, like a dream. And and this is like my personal challenge is because I'm my, I'm my own artist and I feel like I've had to put like my life and my, my dreams, my personal dreams in the back burner because I really, because I'm really good at like connecting people and and a dream would be for me to, like, really be like, hey, you got this great story in. That's a great, like, like let's collaborate, like, put you all together. And, like, for there to be money and be like, here, make a, here's $30,000, make a five-minute movie or 10 minutes, whatever. 
And like, and one of the things that I feel like, I think that we do it on a personal level, like Sin and I both, like, we try to inspire like our friends and our community members and even folks that we just met. And we see that they have this passion, desire, and, and these unique abilities to like, like represent moments of history or moments of their family's history. And, and it's just like, we're like, your, your, your story's valid, you're valid. And, and like, what better way to inspire our like future generations, but to like showcase, you know, a lineage of, of, of who we are as, as communities. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that I like, we, I think as, with Cine Arte, but also in our own personal lives as artists, like, I feel like we're always trying to push our, mm-hmm. our, our folks, even people we don't even know and yeah. we just met, we're like, you could do this, let's do it. What do you need? Like, how do we collaborate and how do like we connect people? And, and that I think has definitely been something that I've always tried to work towards in Cine Arte. It's, I'm probably not, successful but like the effort I think is definitely there mm-hmm. and and I think that we've been somewhat successful in trying to like mm-hmm. integrate all those different identities and, and stories and communities. Just to piggyback on what Carla was saying about um, inspiring um, you know our own community our own friends are uh, these artists that come across us that either submit or don't submit you know I mean when we meet them I mean Carla mentioned uh, from the beginning when she meets these filmmakers is having a relationship. So that's one thing that we're really big on, like building com- uh, communication, building that relationship with them. And a quick example on one of the things that I challenged one of the performers last year was Wink. When I met with him and it was like several people recommended him and they were like, he's a great dancer. He's this and he's that. And I was like, okay, well, I want to see video. I want to see footage. Uh, because one of the things that I like, like just like Carla, it's you know it's about quality, it's about the story, it's you know what we're putting on the screen. So for myself is I need to find these passionate souls out there because that's what I want to put out there. Um, so when I spoke to him, I gave him the idea. I saw his video and I gave him look. Listen, I would like this kind of performance which you embody masculinity and femininity in a voguing session. Mm-hmm. And what I had seen from him was very jazzy, very uh, professional dancing and so forth. And he looked at me and he was like, okay. And I said, you know what? You could do this. You've, you've done this in your own. I see it. And everyone's speaking about you very highly and that you're very talented and I see it. But this is one thing that I would like to showcase. I really would like to see this masculinity and femininity be embodied in one individual and that's you. And he brought that to the table, and it was just beautiful just seeing him in, I'm not going to say drag, but just embodying both. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and just overall, just over the spectrum of individuality and, and so forth, you know. So it was beautiful to see that from him and everyone just and uh, connect. It. I mean, <laughs> connect with him. I mean, we have the video and everything, but he was he was great. So that's one of the things that we try to motivate, try to inspire, try to challenge, because as artists, we do that. Like Carla and I, we communicate almost practically like every day or every other day. Or if we go MIA, that's because she's writing or we're doing something. But that's how we try to do this for the community. You talk about important issues, which is uh, one fulfilling space with artists that are passionate, that are uh, not represented, that uh, share a narrative that's 
doesn't usually attain a lot of recognition, or if so, you're weaving them into this program that's now in its fifth year and, you know, introducing them to a, a different group of people. Um, but you also spoke about something that I want to get into, and that's the idea of funding, the idea of sponsorship, the idea of being able to have uh, financial backing, both as on the producer side and as and on the side of the artist, you know, um, I, one year I was at the event and, and I saw somebody you know, produce a, a film, but I think he was from Argentina. So that leads me to, to the next question is, do you provide funding for folks who are out of state or out of the country to travel here? Do they have to find their way here? Um, and if so, or if not, like what kind of support do you need? Like sponsorship, fundraising efforts, what does that look like? So in terms of like payment, like one of the things that I do with filmmakers is because I'm a filmmaker as well. Like I, every month I do, I do my research for like what money is out there for filmmakers and not everything like falls into like my plate in terms of like, like I don't qualify for a lot of things, but other people might. So I have that information. And so when I have see people who have like something that they can contribute for themselves, I send them like, hey, apply for this. Let me know what you need. How can I help you? I can support you, blah, 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 blah. Whether it's like, I mean, I basically do the research for folks and I give them the, you know, like do this. It, and not just with funding, but with programs that can help them. In terms of like the festival in itself, we don't pay for anyone to come. We don't provide, I think the only ones that get paid is probably the artists, the performing artists, right? Mm -hmm. um, see, I don't even know because it's not my, but like in terms of film, it's something that we've always dreamed to do, mm -hmm. but like we barely get paid a stipend. So like there is no funding yet for travel. It's something that they're trying to work on this year to try to get a few filmmakers from out of the country to come. But it isn't until I create the, it's, it's, all that is going to have to come from private sponsors, from people who have money, who decide, hey. But this is another thing. Like, there's people with money out there in the world. And if you want to tell a story, there's a way in which that money can come to you. I, I really, truly am a big believer in that. Like, and you just have to put it out there. And that's why I'm also asking, because I think sometimes – there's a misconception that because programs like you talk radio or Cineyarte, and there are so many like this, right? We're, we're creating content, uh, sharing narratives, but we belong to sometimes some, a bigger entity. There's sometimes I think that's misrepresenting it, and, and people think that, Oh, you know, they got money. It's taken care of. And so I bring that up because, you know, I think it's important to let people know, Hey, we still need funding, right? You still need, uh, you still need to buy your ticket. Um, you know, that's what this goes towards: the infrastructure, promotions, um, insurance, liability, um, licenses, all that. So it's it's one of the re reasons I bring it up because I think you know it's important for folks to know. You know, yeah, there's a great program out there. There's great people that are putting this together, but 
the funding is a vital part of this because without that, then this can also go away, essentially, right? And, and just to quickly just mention also, uh, I mean, this is a program, this is a festival to showcase the Latino experience, Latino artists, Latino voices, and so forth. But the money from the tickets and so forth, it does go back to the center's homeless youth program. So that is in part um, when people think, oh, well, am I giving my money to the center? Well, in part, yes, you are, but it is going into the youth, the homeless youth program, which the majority of the homeless youth are Latino. So, um, it, you know, it's important for also people to know that because they could think, well, the center does have money. It's one of the largest and so forth, but they're it, it is. <laughs> they're rich. You know, and these are the comments that we hear and so forth, but it is very important to, to say that out there, that this money that people are coming to the festival and they pay for the ticket. Um, a lot of people do purchase tickets and they donate them to the youth, to the homeless youth program that, you know, is in the center. So that's also, it's just wanted to share that. Yeah. And another really, like, interesting thing is that um, in terms of, like, the cost of, like, at the end of the day, like, the center, you know, they have their funding, their budget, and, and we fall through their cultural arts program. So they squared away a little money to, for the festival to happen. Um, but the ticket, and, you know, the ticket, I think we, we, I think we only make like what, 1200 maybe yeah. in tickets, and that money goes to the youth, uh, the youth program. But it's interesting because our tickets are like the cheapest mm-hmm. tickets you can get, Ever. like, in any festivals. And, and if you think about, like, the only things that we charge for is the films. So, like, yeah. the films, when you pay to go $10 to go watch a movie, you get so much more back. Like, you're not just going to watch a film program. In one of the, I will say, one of the nicest, like, you know, theaters that L.A. has. Like, the Rember Theater is beautiful. Like, like, I've never showcased a film there, but I would love to showcase one of my movies there at one point, you know, in the future. And, like, I think about where some of the other festivals put our Latino films, and it's kind of sad. Like, I kind of was like, like, why? And I get it. Sometimes you want, like, sometimes we need to, like, take the movies to the communities. But, like, sometimes, you know, artists want to see, like, a nice place for their for their films. So, like, those $10 don't just get you to watch a film program, but they also, like, you get entertainment sometimes before and after the thing, and then you have access to an art exhibit, and then there's, like, a digital video playing in the black box where you get to see, like, an hour of music videos. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, so much you get for, like, $10. And you make new friends. And you get to hang out with us. (laughs) It's true. Um, I think as you're talking about the space and what you get for $10, one of the things I can say for myself is that it definitely feels like you're in a community space in terms of who's there, who you're seeing, the way things are laid out. It's not laid out in in a, um, so there's a, so there's this like a red carpet moment, the space, but that's not the focus of the festival. You come in and you see um, sort of this courtyard where people are, mingling and you see a, a, an age range from you know young queer people who are there with other friends who have taken the bus but some are there with their parents and some folks you know 
um, are there because they're part of the center and they support everything. But then you also see, you know, um, staples of the community, like, you know, activists and uh, programmers. And uh, so I think it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's one of these locations where not everyone's dressed in a shirt and tie, you know. It's one of these events where there's a, an element of familiarity, familia, primos, you know, amigos. There's, you know, there's this feeling of, hey, I, I can let loose and not, no one's like sizing you up. So, um, checking you out. <laughs> well, maybe checking you out. So, so I think that that's so important that 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 awareness is so important when you're talking about communities who are disenfranchised, communities that are not represented, um, communities that are being targeted politically. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, so I think this is definitely one of those festivals geared towards brown people, queer brown people that has that feeling, that feeling of, um, you know, come, come as you are, let's enjoy uh, their Tacos, las frescas, you know, <laughs> music in Espanol, music, English music, you know. So, um, so you know, I, I kudos to all of those efforts. As we get ready to wrap up, what are some important dates or what are dates to be aware of? <laughs> the dates are April 20th, 21st, and 22nd of um, April. I did say April, right? Yeah. April 20, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And we still are open for more submissions yep. until February 9th. Yeah. So if you go to Cine Arte LA .org CineArteLA.org uh, basically will give you the information on what we're looking for in terms of submissions, whether it's art, entertainment, or films, and then you can see the guidelines. And if you have any questions, I mean, you can always email us. So, and the, our email addresses individually are on the website. So, thank you both for joining us this evening you. at Q Talk Radio, Catalan. It's been a pleasure to have you both. I look forward to seeing the lineup, seeing you there. I know that you're always welcome back here. We're going to leave you with another song by La Voz de Oro, si, si nos dejan. You've been listening to Q Talk Radio. Q Talk Radio is a program of the San Gabriel Valley LGBTQ Center and brought to you in collaboration with Q Youth Foundation. For more information on this episode and past episodes, please visit qtalkradio.com and we're going to leave you with Si nos dejan by La Voz de Oro. <laughs>
nos dejan Haremos con las nubes de pelo Y ahí, juntitos los dos Cerquita de Dios Si ahí nos vamos, si nos te... 